0: everybody. We're back on Zeal, and I am here today with Lawrence. How are you doing today, Lawrence? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So, Lawrence is on a 14-hour layover in Toronto right now, and uh, we're just packing in an interview. Hopefully, we'll get him to the airport on time, but uh, (laughs) Lawrence is actually from Toronto and then went to a school west of Toronto and studied engineering, and during his engineering degree, Jesus led him to all kinds of interesting places, including Saudi Arabia and kind of the Israel and Palestine areas, and mm. taught him some really interesting stuff. Lawrence did not plan to go to those places. How he ended up <laughs> there is really funny. And Lawrence is actually so fired up about this stuff that he works a regular job, but is also, you know, sharing stories of what God is doing in Saudi Arabia and other countries. I've heard a bit of Lawrence's story and we're sitting down here to unpack this thing in more detail. So, yeah. so Lawrence, you're in Toronto and from the sounds of you just had a fairly regular upbringing. Yeah, I mean, um, my parents
1: are Christians, but like everybody, I wasn't born a Christian. I was born um, thinking my own thoughts. My parents took me to church from as far back as I can remember. So essentially. I had friends at church and I didn't mind going, to be honest, but it didn't really become something even I wanted to talk about. My dad was super radical and always wanted to talk about Jesus and the faith, and I found that pretty annoying. Um, now, looking back, I have a different perspective, but seeing that that meant that, hey, I, if I don't like even when people talk about Jesus and I'm not comfortable, then probably not following him.
0: So by that didn't become clear at the beginning. Yeah, so obviously you are a much more vocal, passionate follower of Jesus now. What happened over the years that kind of changed that?
1: Yeah, it wasn't until, for me, I read the Bible the first time, which was middle high school. And up until that point, I didn't read any books at all. So like, I didn't feel like I had to read the Bible. But I started reading other books, and then I felt guilty. I'm like, ah, I should read the Bible. <laughs> you know, my excuse is gone. So I read it um, somehow, cover to cover, and especially when I got to the parts when, like, Jesus is, he's talking directly, and for the first time, it was, like, words not coming from my parents or not coming from a church or a pastor or somebody it was like, here's Jesus himself, this is what he said. And I felt like he was saying it to me as I was reading it and things mm-hmm. stuck out, especially in Luke when Jesus says he who does not give up all he has can't be my disciple. And he who gives up his life will find it and he who holds on to his life will lose it. And these kind of things I thought were so sharp. Like I never heard that in church. Maybe it was spoken. I just <laughs> didn't remember, but it made me realize that I wasn't following the way that Jesus was was telling people in his day. My life was my own and I did what I want. And so that was the first time I began to feel in my heart, hey, there's something not right with my whole conception of life and how I'm living. And there's a certain authority about it that I couldn't shake. You know, it's not just my parents or my pastor. It's like God's word kind of hitting me and staying in there. And so... Then moving like later high school, I began to see some changes. Like when Jesus said, go and share this good news, this freedom, share that news with the people around you. You know, I didn't want to do that, but because I read it for myself for once, it became real. And I remember even late high school, sometimes sitting in class and just like trying to work up the courage to talk to my classmates and stuff like that. So how did it begin to happen in my life? It was definitely God's word. It transformed me. I, didn't, I don't think I was even intentionally trying to change my life. I wasn't necessarily mm. aware that I should or that there's something better, but I'm so glad he changed me. He opened, he changed my conception of life to be much more rich and amazing, more, way more amazing than I would have lived otherwise.
0: Mm. And somewhere in there, you also read a book called Radical.
1: yeah yeah so end of grade 12 i was graduating and at the point of life where i see it you're making your first free decision up until then you're kind of stuck in school and i think like legally (laughs) you are stuck in school but after grade 12 you can you know make decisions to go all kinds of different ways in your life right and then i read this book that summer before going and realized for the first time the thought crossed my mind how am i going to live my life i had plans i had dreams i wanted to become a university professor then it crossed my mind like i never even prayed once about where i should go or thought that even god would be interested like i'm not going to do something like evil <laughs> you know but Hey, it's good to be a university professor, isn't it? The book kind of pointed out, like, actually, that is the way the world thinks. And that, hey, there's a different value system that God has and a different purpose that God has for our lives other than just achieving our own success, which was a foreign thought. I was, like, kind of taken aback. And then as I entered university, super restless. I don't know why I'm here. I think I just came because it's a good school and yeah the first years of
0: university i was in that kind of limbo got it yeah then you mentioned in university you just met some people and learned how to follow jesus in a way that kind of was even more eye-opening
1: there i ended up meeting the christian club uh, campus for christ just a bunch of regular students like myself who also ended up at that school for whatever reason But they had this vision that they were there to bring the message of Jesus to all the students who would ever come through that school while they're there for four or five years. So that was an answer to the questions that I was having because I had no idea why I went to university. So then when I met them and they had this vision and then, you know, we would pray for the campus. We would go out and meet people, new people on the campus and begin to share our stories, what Jesus means to us. It was the first time I felt like we were in a team. We had a purpose. We were doing something that had value and people's lives would be changed um, in the most surprising ways. Like there was one time. Um, myself and a bunch of guys we were meeting. And somebody had the idea that we should put our each one of our stories on Facebook. Film ourselves. How we met Jesus. What he means to us? Stick that on Facebook. So I was like, ah, you know, feeling this is tough. But as guys, we all committed to it. So I went through. And so that got stuck up in January of first year. Come June, I get this message randomly from... Uh, one guy who I met and had one class with in September. And he's like, hey, man, I don't know if this is going to be awkward or if you know me, but I want to meet up and talk about life. And so over the course of the next few months, we started meeting up, and he was in a similar place to the stories that I was sharing in the video of looking for identity, what is my worth, kind of making an identity in high school, but you know, feeling that life is cheap if I just have to make myself fit in. And so that story connected with him and then there was many circumstances in his life going on that he was asking, hey, is God really there? And then God would send him a sign and I was one of those signs unknowingly and he he messaged me and after a few times we met up, he decided to start following Jesus and that was during exams and we met up maybe for the next month after that, and he was full of such joy, having found worth in his life, having answered these questions that have been buried or he's not really wanted to face. Um, So many amazing stories like that, which began to reveal to me that, I think this is the way that God made us, that we should, that there's this mission that God is on and that we should be on too because he created us for this. And then secondly, learning step-by-step step how to live like that in the context I was as a student. So though that community really shaped me in first and second year, yeah. Got it. Then I took this course, it's called Perspectives, and it began to look at the question in its broadest sense, what is our purpose as as people? Why did God make us? And this course just begins with, Genesis, the first book in the Bible, ends with the last and begins to show what is God's purpose and how God is calling us to be part of the same mission that he's on. And it's taught each week by a different missionary. He comes in and shares some of the stories that he's seen in his life
0: and ties that in with God's word. And this perspectives course, it happens in lots of different cities really regularly and anybody can take it yeah yeah so we'll put a link to that course in the description you can check it out and maybe find one near you yeah excellent course cool so i took that and it
1: began to show me that there's this larger world out there that actually there's no even opportunity for people to hear about jesus ever in their life And there's no church at all in their city or even in their whole country. Um, And maybe there's not even a copy of the Bible in their language. And that those places are often where there's the most suffering. Refugee crisis, wars, uh, endemic poverty. Seeing that God cares so much about these people. That became a big challenge in my life. It was at the same time that my university happened to send me to Saudi Arabia. I had to do a final co-op placement, but I had to do one internationally. And I went through interviews, and the only one that gave me an offer was Saudi Arabia. I had mixed feelings. On the one hand, I knew, because I was taking this course, that Saudi was a place that there's not Christians and that Christianity is illegal. On the other hand, I was terrified. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you have an impression of Saudi, but I got the visa application to go and one of the things you have to sign off on is that you understand that if you share about another religion in this country or bring in a Bible that it's punishable by beheading. And that like made things real like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I going here? Just full of a lot of fear, but I through perspectives was put in contact with one family who's working there ...who are Christians and who had this heart that, yeah, Saudi, even Saudi needs to know about Jesus. And so I went and I started seeing what they were up to. And they had met a number of churches who are, I mean, all of church activity in Saudi is illegal. But these churches are some of the workers that come to Saudi to build buildings and to work in restaurants and are typically exploited and but they're there in the in the tens of thousands and so this couple even they have young kids they're like in their 30s but they're spending themselves going to these different communities and just sharing that look for the first time in Saudi Arabia God has brought tens of thousands of Christians not without reason but you guys are chosen by God even though you don't have any training to complete his history through you guys and I was really taken aback. The effect of what they were sharing was that we, we gathered together, and I remember one time they shared that we should go out onto the streets of Saudi Arabia and tell people about Jesus. There's there's no other way they can become children of God. There's no other way unless they know about Jesus. So with the authority of God's word, we went out onto the streets of Saudi and began to have a conversation and share what did Jesus do? Why is that important? Why is that the only way? And this has continued to grow since then all the way to now when every week in major cities across Saudi hundreds of these foreign workers go out and share about Jesus with with locals. Wow. Amazing, you know, in a place where they have written by law that they
0: they can behead you for that. Even there, God is working. So through this course and then this chance to go to Saudi Arabia, you saw God doing things that he kind of had said he was going to do in the Bible and met other people doing similar things in other countries. From all of that, what did you come away with as just what Jesus wants his people to be doing in the world? Right.
1: So when Jesus was here, he spoke about largely the kingdom of heaven. The church was established to make that happen. And what he talks about, the kingdom of heaven, is the oppressed being released, the poor being fed and clothed, those in darkness coming to light. So all of these things is given to the church before Jesus left. Here is the responsibility. Here is my dream, and here is... Ultimately, the certain conclusion of history, I'm giving it to you to make it happen to every nation that God created and loves. This is his dream. This is what he longs to see happen on this earth. And that will certainly happen because the Bible concludes with these words are trustworthy and true and will be completed when Jesus returns. But until he returns, God gave his followers The responsibility to go and build his kingdom. How will people trapped by life as they've known it always come to know about freedom in life? Only if God's church goes to them. And Jesus left us with those instructions. And it's such a joy. That's the thing. It's a responsibility, but when Jesus was even leaving, he says... Why am I telling this to you? So that your joy may be complete. Your, even the, what you're seeking, this fullness in your life, will be complete when you live for these values, when you go and bring healing in life to people who are trapped in darkness. When I left, I realized one thing, that actually the barrier to God's work is not that the country is closed minded or that the government is extreme. But because the people God has called to go there and to share, we have been too afraid for generations. And now God has put people there faithful. Through them, he will transform and heal that nation.
0: And God was just waiting to do it. And now he's doing it. He's protecting his people and bringing about his kingdom and his restoration in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. So that is how Lawrence found his way from Toronto to Saudi Arabia and back again. So about <laughs> Beggins. Exactly. Temporarily, at least. Good. And uh, yeah. that is a heck of a journey, man. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, in this process, you've gotten pretty fired up about this to the point where you're sharing with people about how they can also move to countries like Saudi Arabia. So this project that you're starting, someoneelse.world, what's that all about? In a nutshell, it's... A platform to share stories of how God
1: uses somebody else, just average people, to bring healing to the nations.
0: Cool. So you can go to someoneelse.world to check that out. We'll put the link to that in the description. Um, as always, you can send an email to ask at zealpodcast.org uh, if you had any questions that we could maybe cover another time. And also... Uh, We were talking before this about how if anybody might be interested to, let's say, go do an internship for school in Saudi Arabia, or they have six weeks to kill during the summer, that Lawrence could probably find a place for you to go or some kind of, you know, nonprofit that you could work with. Yeah, of course. Uh, You could send an email to us too. feel free to do that. And also, I mean, if any part of Lawrence's story stuck out that like you're in some kind of similar situation, you could ask yourself, how could I do something differently in my life right now in response to Lawrence's story? So yeah, definitely do that and let us know how it goes. And uh, yeah, thank you, Lawrence, for sharing your story with us, man. Really appreciate it. My joy. Thank you. And we'll be back soon with another interview. See you next time.